Hi, and welcome to the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. I'm Ryan, the host slash game runner of Alliance. Join me as I talk to the 12th place finisher of Dark Forest, BBGG, about command hunting and time zones. I'm joined today by the seventh person eliminated from Alliance Dark Forest, finishing 12th and uh, the last person eliminated before the jury phase of the game began uh, as he go went by on Discord, BBGG. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Not bad. Happy to be here to remember the season. Yeah. Uh, good. I'm glad. Um, so I guess, I guess the first thing I, I really want to kind of poke at is, um, the time difference. <laughs> so, so before, before I get into the actual question, um, when you, when you applied, or I guess let's, before that, did you, <laughs> I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that you were a spectator, a viewer in previous seasons? Kind of. I was like half watching, half like I was watching, but then when it got to the merge, it was like really like too much <laughs> stuff going on, like too many new DM channels. So I didn't really watch that much, just like the challenges and stuff. But when I would wake up, I would reread all that <laughs> as well. Okay. Because I would remember, like, because I would remember, like, I would wake up and then there, like there would, like be a challenge announcement. And the challenge would already be done as well. So I was like worried that I was going to miss all that if I played. Okay, so that that's my my next question is, you know, you applied mm. knowing that you were mm. disadvantaged or otherly uh, impacted by, by time zones in that way. And so, I don't know, like, did you think, I don't, what, what did you think in, in that sense? I thought, I mean, that was the lockdown, I guess. So that helped a bit. When I applied, I was like, hopefully by the time the season comes out, they will still be in lockdown, but also hopefully we're not in lockdown. <laughs> but yeah, I think lockdown really helped. And yeah, I wasn't really doing that much the whole day anyway. <laughs> so I could stay up or wake up early if I needed to most of the time. Okay. Yeah. I, cause I guess we'd had a few people from Europe at this point that were five hours mm. ahead of me. Uh, and we've of course had people on the West coast, three hours behind me. And, uh, you're the only person to date that we've had. That's well outside <laughs> of that, <laughs> those parameters at being yeah. 14 hours ahead of us. Or me specifically? Mm, I think so. Yeah. Um. So, so uh, it's it's a completely new day where you are, uh, <laughs> and it has been for quite a while. Uh, and yeah. So it was just like morning, and I was, and then when the challenges happened, it was like night. I think or like afternoon night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. Um. I. It was definitely something that like I felt pressure on. I mean, I feel that way about like any time zone issues and, and uh, I'm sure mm, that'll be yeah. a conversation I have when I talk to Luke as well at some point. 
but <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's tough because I, I mean, you and 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 every other you know, uh, not United States outside of those like four hours of, of time zone, all the players we've had outside of that realm, uh, it really makes me, in a way, like man, if if we could just make everything like a 24 hour cycle, <laughs> that would, that would, you know, solve a lot of those issues, but mm. it just, I don't know. I just, I, I can't, I don't think I could ever bring myself to like run a season that way, unfortunately. And, uh, that can kind of suck sometimes. Yeah. I think it was not too bad. I think hopefully, but it was also like the social stuff as well, right? Like talking to people, all the time and yeah i think i just had to like wake up earlier like force myself to wake up earlier instead of like at, like 10 like now like today right yeah and i think like that's the other part of it is that um even if you had even if we were using you know 24-hour cycles or something like that it doesn't magically make you awake when other people are awake to like talk mm. to them like that would still be a barrier of its own sense um so i don't know uh, i think at the end of the day it was not too bad okay okay and and i think as we get into some of the more specific stuff i think uh i think you you did did well for yourself all things considered <laughs> um I it was actually a bit like i felt like it was kind of like real survivors well because i didn't get enough sleep <laughs> yes the added element of immersion <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, then I guess so you applied um, and uh, we cast you Alliance Dark Forest. Uh, it started uh, like September last year, and uh, you joined the server. And this being the first season that did not feature an overwhelming number of FML players, uh, of which you are one. Um, yep. you, unlike past FML people who've played, like you didn't, you probably entered this, the marooning channel and saw a fair number of people that you didn't recognize. Mm. So, you know, you did have a couple there, you know, I think four, four FMLers played. Uh, so there's a little bit of a connection there, but I guess just when you, I don't know, see who all is going to be playing. You know, did you have any first impressions? Were you awake when any of that was happening? <laughs> I don't think I was awake, but <laughs> uh, yeah. So there was the FML is so dubs of Sarah table. Mm -hmm. I think I talked to a bit, but that was really only like strategy. I mean, like FML strategy stuff. And then shit is I never really talked to. And Glorf or RFF, I only saw his name in like the chatter and stuff, but I never really talked to him either. And I think Crab and Luke were in the Global Viva uh, season and Luke was hosting. So mm -hmm. I sort of recognized them as like org players, but I didn't really talk to them either. And then yeah, I think Squirb was like talking a lot in the marooning as well, right? But apart from that, I didn't really know anyone. 
is that i don't know like i guess i guess for you specifically like are you an outgoing person by nature not really <laughs> but <laughs> i think it's just easier over online over like text as well right yes but i think i was late to the marooning so that didn't help me a lot but there were still some people on at the at night at uh, american nighttime so i think it was not too bad and just it was just like small talk at the start i guess yeah yeah uh did you did you have any kind of uh like reservations or hesitations about sharing that you were not that you were so like outside of everyone else's time zone as if it may be a, a mark against you um kind of i was i knew that that would be like a factor and i was hoping that i would just like do well in challenges and like talking <laughs> camp and stuff and that would be enough to make them that would like overpower the impression of the time zone but i think i didn't really want to like lie and i well, not really lie i just like hide the truth i guess mm -hmm. and i think it was an interesting thing to like talk about that i was from a different country i guess true yeah uh so all right so then we have we sorted you i sorted you all into three tribes to start uh randomly in front of everybody um and you ended up on the red fosha tribe alongside none of the people that you mentioned recognizing <laughs> which are were ace barker greg jesus and reineke and so mm -hmm. you were the only only tribe of the three that was all dudes um <laughs> and so, uh, so i guess you know finally getting the game to start you know narrowing down you know the number of people that you had to interact with to fairly small number at this point in the game you know what how did that go at first who did you like who did you bond with that kind of stuff i think i oh wait what did the challenge happen like straight away or what was the i think I there what was, happened so like... i think there was like maybe 30 60 minutes before i don't know i don't think it was the first thing that happened as soon as you got into the camp channel oh, okay um I think Ace was the one on the most, I think. And Greg was on at the start as well. So I think they both, they both made uh, DMs with me and we were just having like a quick intro and stuff. And I think Barker was on a bit as well. So that was like how the alliance kind of formed, I guess. Like the most active people during like that start day and like the challenge day. Mm -hmm. But... I don't think Renicky was on that much, and I think Jesus was on the first day, but not really too active. So I think I was just trying to talk to people and just make them aware that even though I was in a different time zone, I was still active <laughs> and ready to play. Like that was, I think that was like my main concern during like the first few days. Yeah. Uh, so, like you said, there was a challenge fairly soon i know last season we 
did it literally the first thing that the players saw was this like tutorial challenge that we set up but i think mm. your season was the first time we did that and i think there was a little bit of a buffer um there which was just kind of learning how commands work learning how to you know work together as a team yada 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 and then there was a small prize reward at the end that nobody really knew what it meant when it happened um so, so mm -hmm. uh so i guess it sounds like it was the the four of you a sparker greg and yourself that mostly handled this challenge i think so cheeses was there as well i think cheeses was yeah he was doing the challenge as well but yeah when ace like we were locked down for like i mean we were like shut out from talking for like five minutes or something and then uh, when we started ace just put in the chat like this is what you're doing this is what you're doing this is what you're doing <laughs> and i mean i think that really helped just like set the tone and that was probably why we ended up coming first to guess because we had like a really organized structure and i think uh yeah we just that really helped work things out and there was like no confusion or anything and i guess i knew the command stuff a bit as well from watching yeah uh that's i mean we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more with the next challenge <laughs> but so i guess you know this being the idea here being that for anybody who hadn't spectated or viewed a season in the past that you would kind of get an idea of what kind of commands you could use how they would work what they could were capable of uh, within reason and this and, and I, i've yet to like get any sort of definitive evidence that feels like it's successful in what <laughs> it's trying to do if that makes sense um but i think i mean it's it's better than not having anything at all uh mm. so i guess did i don't know did you feel could you get a sense of like yourself and and how what you knew having viewed past seasons in relation to uh the other people that you were playing with who uh, i believe none of the other people in your tribe had ever viewed a past season yeah i think uh yeah i didn't really because i didn't see them in the previous seasons before or like maybe they joined recently as to like check things out but yeah i didn't really know what to think of that but when the challenge started when the challenge happened i was pretty confident i guess that i was the only person who had watched the previous season and oh like like fully watched the previous season and i at least knew what i was doing with the commands and i was uh dare i say the best in the tribe about it <laughs> uh i don't i i i think we have a fair fair evidence that that's that's accurate <laughs> i think it's just like reading the like knowing to type like what it said in the like copying the text or whatever from the uh prompt mm -hmm. that helped and like knowing the exclamation mark and like not having any spaces or whatever things like that right yeah i think yeah there's a couple of minor things that you know somebody who's just 
figuring out for the first time may make that mistake you know two three times before like it stops being you know they stop thinking okay these are two words i'll put a space between them or forgetting to put the exclamation point whatever um Mm. and just like skipping that like 10 minute phase is a big help in a (laughs) challenge like this that happens so quickly and moves so fast i think like the the one in high seas that you did that was like um it was like moving between different subchannels like adding the thing that was like the boat is sinking or something like that was also like a good like step to help people like go into subchannels more i guess because mm-hmm. that was like uh like after the stop or something maybe what do you mean there was like a i think there was like a prompt thing that was like oh oh your boat is sinking yes, or yes. something like that <laughs> yes yes i remember yeah yeah that was uh it worked. It got people into the <laughs> subchannels. Um, I think it could have been, could have been a little more delicate, <laughs> and not like <laughs> made the players feel like they were in peril. But um, yeah, I think getting them, nudging them in the right direction, uh, goes a long way. Uh, so yes, like you said, uh, your tribe finished all your tasks first. And for your efforts, you won a vial of blood uh, with no explanation as to what it did. Um, (laughs) Did you, I don't know, like (laughs) kind of a weird thing. (laughs) What was there? I don't remember like the conversation about like what it meant, what it did, what it could do. I don't think you really know anything about it, but (laughs) just like at least having advantage is good. And because I was still thinking it would be like a 24 hour, something like that. So like a 24 hour check-in or mm-hmm. like a radio type thing. So I was glad that we had an advantage at least. Yes. Yes. Um, so I guess knowing as one of the people who's kind of aware, like, okay, the first challenge probably going to be something that's 24 hours long. Um, we've done two check-in challenges. We did the radio. Uh knowing that that was likely on the horizon (laughs) did it i guess like that's i like to think that like that is goes a long way to kind of equalizing the time zones at the very beginning Mm. and i think think and i think that if if you can kind of get past that first challenge what with time zones not being a detriment and potentially even being an advantage uh depending on how it shakes out that you know by the like fifth day like nobody's really going to think about it anymore and it'll be less of an issue after that um hopefully i think so yeah and i guess that worked out yeah well i did share my worth in that challenge so i think it worked out yeah so so this time the 24 hours was um resource crafting um which is basically just command hunting but for tangible items that you could eventually use after the 24-hour period was over to turn them into either tribal immunity or a a very handful of other items that we um, offered 
if you found certain things. And the way it was set up was that, for example, um, bird eggs were available. There were eight different bird egg commands that you could use to find them. And uh, once one person used it, no one else could use it across the entire server. And then the other part of it was that some things could only be found during the day, others could only be found at night. So if you use the command at the wrong time of day, you would get like a maybe at night this would work or maybe in the day this would work kind of a thing. Um, and blood, of course, was one of the resources. So you walked in to the game uh, to this challenge having blood, which uh, pretty helpful. So I guess when you're reading the like rules of this challenge and how it works and what you're going to need to do, what, I guess, like, did you feel confident in your abilities to do well at this or I don't know, how did, how did you kind of feel about this? Mm. I think the first thing I thought was like, it wasn't really a, like a check-in challenge type thing. So I know a lot of people were like, oh, they felt overwhelmed about all this, but like, I didn't really feel, I felt kind of relieved that it wasn't like a full check-in challenge. So like, I mean, technically you could just do it for like an hour and you could get like a ton of stuff and you didn't have to do anything for the rest of the 23 hours. Mm -hmm. So I felt mostly relieved that it wasn't a full challenge like that. But I think it was mostly confident, but I didn't really know like what the type of, like what kind of rules you set or like if it would be like a cascade or things like that. So I was just like mostly prepared for the command stuff, right. I guess, since I knew the most about it. Right. Uh, so then I guess, it, so then I guess as it starts, like you're going to find a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> did like yeah. was there was there a rhyme was there a reason to what you were trying to find did you because i'm looking at like some of these commands here and i, I don't know like 50 percent of the commands that were available to find stuff didn't get found and mm. there doesn't seem to be to me any rhyme or reason or like logical pattern um to most of them i know when I was making them, I was pulling them from all kinds of places. Uh, even when we had uh, the dig tier folks come in, I just opened up a channel for them and said, hey, if you were trying to use a command to get <laughs> bird eggs, what would you do? Or, or find Easter eggs, I think is how I phrased it. So they wouldn't know what I was asking. And they just mm. there's just like, I don't know, thousand commands that I kind of scrolled through <laughs> the next day. And I was like, all right, let's see what we have. See if any good ideas are here. Uh, so you know, you've got stuff as simple as um, berries and then other stuff that's like, oh, geez, I don't know, like stuff that wasn't found, like scrape bark or go to the light or um, wounded animal. Uh, so I guess mm. what was, as the person who found the most things and you almost found as many things as the entire, the other two tribes combined, <laughs> what was there anything to this that you just got or just it just kind of happened i think the first thing i got was the tree sap 
in my confessional. And mm. for that, I just, because at first I was just trying like, you know, like look under rock or something, or, like look, look for uh, blood or like look for eggs or something. But after that, I, um, oh, sorry. Uh, after that, I was just like, the first thing I did was I Googled, like I was looking for tree sap and I just Googled like, how do you get sap from a tree or something like that? <laughs> and then after that, when I got something from that, I was like just Googling, like, how do you attract a bird or like, how do you like get juice from a tree or, or like, fruit from a tree or something like that? And then I stumbled upon the Wikipedia page for these seashells. <laughs> and they were like, in like the first few paragraphs, they were like, two or three of the things that you three two or three of the commands that you used for it so i was very happy about that i wasn't sure if like that was like used or like i was like half cheating using wikipedia but <laughs> like for the rest of the time i just looked through the wikipedia pages or like <laughs> sources like that and just like took the keywords to search for them mostly uh I definitely used Wikipedia for like everything, <laughs> you know, and just like, okay, well, what, what would be a good word to pull out here? What would be a good phrase that makes sense? Um, I know I used it for like the bird eggs, for the blood, for the butterfly mm -hmm. wings, uh, the fruit juice and, and so on. Definitely for the seashells. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it just, I don't, I don't, I don't think I, it wasn't, it wouldn't have been in something as simple as like, all right, first paragraph of Wikipedia, let me just pull out like six words and then that'll be done with it. <laughs> but, you know, it definitely turned out that um, like exoskeleton, conch shell, scallop, beachcomber were the four that you found. And mm. I mean, I don't know, I say them, they don't seem like they're that tricky, uh, but, you know, if one person finds all of them <laughs> makes it real tough for everyone else to really succeed in the challenge. So, um, mm. that, you it's know, usually like, yeah, you can only one person, one tribe can only get one of each. So, yeah. Yeah. And so because we had to set it up in such a way that we couldn't put it enough resources into the game where all three tribes could feasibly have crafted tribal immunity. I mean, I guess we could, and then, nobody could have been voted out but mm -hmm. we didn't want that so we could had so i think uh, seashells were the thing that we used to limit immunity so there were only five of them and you need two of them to craft tribal immunity <laughs> you found four and so and fairly quickly and at that point it's like all right well <laughs> the other two tribes are going <laughs> to, to tribal council and and there's really not much else they can do about it except you know try to craft something else that would have helped them at tribal uh so yeah i did feel bad about that because <laughs> i remember there was like at one point like i just stopped finding stuff and it was like night like everyone else was asleep so like i thought that we wouldn't be able to win as well like i think we were missing like one verdict or something like that so like i really thought like it was the middle of the night and no one else was on so i really thought that we were gonna not be able to craft the immunity as well so i just went to the seashells to make sure it wasn't a, a two tribe 
thing and the three tribes dead. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So I do feel bad for <laughs> all the other tribes. Um, so I guess you've kind of sort of answered this already, but this is the question that I got from Trophy Wife uh, to ask you, and it pertains to this challenge. So, um, which was, how are you so good and fast at finding the things in this challenge? And then, uh, and I guess here you can kind of expand a little bit more, but like, you know, was any of it luck? Did it have to do with like the time difference? Um, and then the last thing she said was, how the heck? So. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think uh, time difference probably helped a lot because when the challenge started for me, it was like morning, like maybe like 8 a.m. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, and then for you, it was like afternoon, night time. Yeah. So everyone else was asleep and I was still looking for stuff. And then I think I went to bed like a few hours before the challenge was over. So <laughs> I got like a lot of stuff during my daytime when a lot of people were asleep. Right. And especially since it was like only the first person could get it. Right. So I think time zone really helped for that. But I do think, I honestly think that most of it was luck. <laughs> I like a bit of uh, Google searching, but yeah. I'm really not sure <laughs> how I did so well. Uh, so like I said, I think you got 13 different things. Um, and then Ace got everything else that your tribe got he got seven things um did uh i mean it was it was really just the two of you did did <laughs> were you like talking about it this whole the whole time and like working off of each other's notes at any at any point mm, kind of i was i did tell people like oh i googled stuff about seashells and i found some stuff about it to help them a bit but they weren't really like following on that much. They were still doing like the look for seashells or like look for <laughs> butterflies and stuff like that. So, but Ace was, he had like enough stuff to craft the picnic. So I think closer to the end of the challenge, we were like talking about the, like what items we had and like if he had enough stuff to craft the picnic and yeah, talking about all that at the end of the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think I really talked to him during it that much. It was mostly in the, like the tribe chat. Okay. And I would just be like, oh, I got this. I got this. So, <laughs> well, everyone else was like confused. Uh, did, you know, did it, I guess like, did you, did you, were you th- thinking about the perception that the other people in your tribe had on you? And then also, did this, the fact that it was, you know, really just the two of you that kind of spearheaded this challenge for your tribe, like, did it change or impact the way you l- viewed Ace as well? Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I did view Ace as like a bigger ally after the challenge because he and I were like the main people doing 
like communicating about the items and like actually looking for stuff. But I was a bit worried about like my perception on the idols and stuff, but it was just like the adrenaline of doing the challenge, I guess that, and you didn't know how else everyone else was doing. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, and especially like the first challenge, no one wants to be the first person to put it out. So right. I was just like on the adrenaline of trying to get as much stuff as possible to win. <laughs> and yeah, after that, I felt like I had to slow down a bit because I was finding, I was like in channels too much. <laughs> and I'm not sure how many other people knew about how it worked, like idols and how they work. Right. Was there... I don't know if you can even remember this, but was there one like command that worked for you that like felt better than any of the others that you're like, Oh wow. Or anything like that. Mm, I think it was probably the last one I found that actually made sure we won immunity, which was, I think it was speckled egg or I think it was one of the egg ones that I got last. It was like half an hour before the challenge ended, and we still didn't know if we were going to win. So I was really happy we got that one the most. Nice. Cool. Yeah, so you had all the things. You made tribal immunity. Ace made a picnic headdress, so he went off to the picnic. Um, <laughs> Fosha, or uh, Estrapi and Nero did not get tribal immunity. And uh, the only thing outside of your tribe that got crafted was the picnic headdress for Harpy from Nero. And so she and Ace had a nice little awkward time over there. <laughs> uh, so uh, you weren't, you didn't have to go to tribal, uh, which is really nice. So mm-hmm. you kind of hung around and uh, eventually you were, became the first person to gain access to the spider web. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that was during the challenge, actually. It was like... Oh, it might have been. It was like just looking for <laughs> spider stuff. And I just came across it. And I remember it was the middle of the night when I found it. And like no one else was on. <laughs> what What did... I don't know. Like, you know, we hadn't done anything really like that in a past season. Um, so, you know, you could you could see when you gained access to it that no messages had been sent to your spider web so mm. i guess were did you i guess one assume that you were the first person to gain access to it and two what did you have any ideas about using it or did you plan to not use it or did you plan to tell other people about it or what yeah i think i was yeah when i when i found it i thought i was the first person to find it and because there was no new messages on it. And to use it, I think I just wanted to use it as a like a swap type mm-hmm. thing, kind of like the code. But I was hoping that like no one else would find it. But at the end of the day, <laughs> there were like half the whole, like half of the people in the game knew about it. So it was a bit hard to do stuff after that. But yeah, I was just trying to, hopefully I could have like a secret, semi-secret like alliance or something with someone on the other side before the swap. And after that, we could use that to, or like 
after the stop, there'll be other people in it and we could talk about it to help make us closer at the start when we're bonding. Mm -hmm. And then I think I told Ace like a bit before the stop, something like that as well. Okay. Yeah, Ace looks like Ace gained access. Yeah, right before the next reward challenge. Mm. Uh, all right, so uh, the other two tribes go to tribal by them together, and uh, you don't get to see what happened, but eventually Squirb is eliminated. Mm. Um, I don't know. Are you are you the kind of person that if you're not attending the tribal council that you're putting any time or effort into theorizing what might or might not be happening? A bit. But I think I was I was thinking that it would be rocks probably or something like a tire first at least because I don't think it would be a good idea to just like turn on your tribe straight away at the start. So I think I thought that would be rocks or something similar. Mm-hmm. But I don't really think too much about it because I don't really know them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so then we go into the next immunity challenge. This was rowing blind. And uh, basically one person on on the tr- each tribe would be the caller. The other four people would be in the boat, two on each side, rowing in the direction the caller tells them to go. The caller would be the only person who could see the map. You'd get to one side and one member of production would prompt you with a series of like puzzles to untie the untie stuff then you'd row back across the lake and there'd be another puzzle to end the challenge uh Jesus was your caller uh Greg sat out and you were paired with Ace on the left side of the boat um I'm gathering that you had no interest in being the caller for your tribe (laughs) (laughs) no um I guess I don't know like what uh I guess I guess then you know did you have any initial thoughts on the challenge you know the puzzles that it involved that kind of stuff Firstly I think that was a really it was like a really interesting challenge that was like similar to Survivor so I really liked that challenge with like the everyone in a voice channel aspect mm-hmm. but I think we kind of ruined it when we <laughs> Turn the everyone else's voices down. Yes. And I wasn't sure, but like you didn't really say not to do it. Like you didn't tell us not to do it. So I assumed that it was okay. <laughs> it. I mean, I guess like obviously, I'd rather that had not happened. But also, mm. I don't want. I guess like for the same reason that I try that I I we try to design our challenges in a way where like using Google is fine and probably isn't going to give you a huge advantage most of the time. Um, I don't, I personally don't like asking the players to have to do something that I can't monitor myself because even if I do trust everybody, (laughs) it's still like, well, if seven people do it and the eighth person doesn't, and I can't tell if they have or not, then, you know, that's not fair. So, um, so I think, yeah, like you've... you mentioned it 
like oh sorry no go ahead go ahead because i think like a said it in our chat and then i was thinking that one of the productions would be like oh you can't do that but then no one said anything so <laughs> i guess it was fine yeah yeah that's fine uh yeah that that certainly makes things uh a lot easier <laughs> um so uh so your so your boat did pretty well uh you got across to the other side pretty quickly and you got to uh, the puzzles and so i think the first time so the untying the knots was essentially just uh, a string of like letters and then a string of numbers and then a string of letters and numbers that you had to sort uh, back out and uh, you did the letters one first hmm. it looks like then Barker got the numbers and a lot of effort here on the alphanumeric. Oh, yeah. And then I think it looks like you finally were the one who got that one correct. Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> it wasn't, it was just like the stress of the environment, but I mean, I don't think putting things in alphabetical order is too hard, I guess. No. So it was just like the stress of trying to do everything as quickly as possible mm -hmm. and like counting numbers and things like that. I'm, but that was fun, I think. We've we've used that a couple of times since then, and I'm always reminded I had this teacher in I think it was fifth grade, and she had these like cards, these like dinosaur cards, and she was simulating mm. um, like computer processors uh like how how like excel could sort stuff and she like handed the 12 these like 12 cards to one of our one of the kids in my class and was like all right and she shuffled them up handed to her and she's like all right i want to sort these alphabetically and so the kid starts doing it meanwhile like the teacher turns to the computer and she's like all right i've entered all the data for these cards into this <laughs> spreadsheet and she's like showing us how you can just like click on it and then click sort by <laughs> alphabetically and like they finished relatively in the same amount of time because she took so long to like kind of walk us through step by step. And right. then she's like, yeah, but imagine if you had, and then she's like, imagine if the stack of cards was like a thousand cards, <laughs> right? Like you'd never ask yeah. a human to like do that in person. You never would. Uh, mm. You know, even if you factored in the amount of time it would take to like enter all those data points into a spreadsheet, it'd probably be way faster. <laughs> and so when I, I think about that, when I think of when we do the stuff like this, like, okay, how many characters can I stretch the string out to before somebody's like, <laughs> I'm not going to take the time to actually sort these. I'm just going to like enter these into a, like Google sheets and like have it do the work for me kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, so like, that's that, I don't know why, but that's always what I think of. And in, in when I see this, these little mini challenge things we do, we do with the sorting. <laughs> yeah. And like the unscrambling and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But I don't think anyone used. Did anyone use? Did you see anyone like do it abnormally quickly? I don't think so. I know it was talked about in the viewers' lounge, and I know I think Jeffrey brought it up when we were testing it out before the challenge happened. Um, and I was like, I I don't I wasn't really particularly concerned about it. I thought like, all right, if you're gonna take the time, because because you can't just like paste the the string in. You have to put each single letter in a different sell oh, mm. um which i still still probably be faster <laughs> some of the time 
but I, I didn't think it was that big of a difference that it was worth being concerned about. So, mm. I guess like the main aspect is the rowing part, I guess, of the challenge. Yeah. Uh, so we we yeah we simulated tried to simulate like real rowing. So to go mm. straight, you had to have somebody on each side row left and right. And if you wanted to turn right, both people on the left had to paddle and vice versa, which made it tricky. Yeah, I think we had like someone nominate to go first and then one person to do the second row to turn. So mm -hmm. yeah, we I think we were really organized. Or whoever mentioned it first, like we were really organized with our challenges as yeah. well like this one and then the original the original setting up camp one we were like really organized at the start to get things set up so that really helped yeah you you made it all the way back i think you were back at shore before nero was in was finished second i think they were still like untying when you guys got back to the shore and oh, okay. you got the final puzzle which was a 10 digit code using every number from zero to nine and you had to figure out the right number. And also every smaller sequence of numbers within the code was also a command, um, which... Uh, oh, yeah, I so, think about it. That would, that would be really hard to put in. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it would take forever if, if that yeah. hadn't been the case. Um, so there was a little bit of a hesitation at first, but then I think you guys figured it out and uh, started putting the pieces together. Um, and once 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 you kind of have the the first couple couplet, uh, I think it makes it's it's the challenge moves pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I think so, yeah. And we were just like it was just like a like a rhythm of putting in the numbers because there was slow mode as well. I think. Yes, ten ten seconds slow mode. Mm. Um, but yeah, you got all the way to the end. Barker put in the final combination and you solved the code. Yay. <laughs> and so you finished first, so you immune again. And then, so now, meantime, uh, you'd have <laughs> the other, most of the everyone else like muted or at least turned down really low. And so Nero was like, I think probably at this point, just about to leave on their way back to shore and Estrapi is probably just at this point figuring things out um <laughs> were you did you have an idea of like where the other tribes were at did you keep up like with what they were doing after you guys had finished and see where everybody was or i guess uh, listen kind of. i was like yeah yeah i was like listening to yeah i was listening to them doing the actual like the puzzle and stuff like the alphabetical stuff so when they were talking about that i knew we were they were up to that but because i don't think we really talked in the voice channel that much mm -mm. apart from like the callers so right. i think they were talking about the puzzle in the chat in the call as well so i could listen a bit for that <laughs> and then they stayed till the end to see who won who came second right <laughs> did you did you know at the time the uh, <laughs> difficulties that, that the Estrafi tribe was having? 
no, I did not know. <laughs> but after after the challenge was over, and I mean, after like I was out of the season, and people were talking about it at the lounge, I went back and read it. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, uh, that's that's one I wish we'd uh, recorded. <laughs> um, I'm surprised we didn't, but I guess I think that was before we were we had asked people. Um, because now we ask everybody who applies, like, "Hey, do you mind if we record you?" But we hadn't done that that season. So, uh, but near so Nero Nero finish you finished in 40 minutes. Nero finishes in 55 minutes. Astropi is going back to tribal council. Squirp was on a Strappy, so they're down a person already. Um, Tribal Council happens, and Big Al's voted out. And meanwhile, it looks like Ace gains access to the spiderweb for your side. Crab and Shitters mm-hmm. gained access to it for a Strappy. And Bun, Glorfindel, and Harpy all gained access to it over on Nero. Uh, so were there finally messages coming through? <laughs> Um, Mm. so i mean i I guess at this point it was kind of like the right number of people that you probably want to have access to a spider to something like the spider web Mm, yeah i think so or yeah probably like one or two people from each tribe yeah probably and so when that happened i told ace about the spider web and I was like pretending that I just found it as well. <laughs> so, yeah. And then we started talking and like hinting at working together or whatever with the other tribes. Yeah. Uh, what was, I kind of remember, and I don't know if it was something that happened uh, immediately or if it wasn't until Ace uh, was swapped over to Nero, but he was someone who seemed to only want to use the spider web to create chaos <laughs> in my memory. Yeah. Was that your yeah, experience? He like, yeah. He was like saying like, we should send a fake clue to <laughs> one of the other tribes or like pretend to be a strappy and talk to Nero and like say bad stuff. But I don't really want to, cause there's no, like there isn't really, a good point messing with the other tribes for like no reason right other than to cause chaos right so i was trying to like rein him in to not do that <laughs> but i think he did it a bit but just like saying like this tribe has something shady or something like that mm-hmm. yeah uh there is there are a couple of uh people who had that approach uh, ace, ace was certainly not the only person who made the web more confusing than it otherwise would be uh, but it because there were like a couple of people who who approached it that way it made it nigh impossible for for anyone to really yeah. utilize it um positively i would think and i, I would say the only people who were, were really able to use it uh were crab and shitters post swap with their fruit mm. code I don't think I really said anything in the web, honestly. It was just like, hi, how are you? And like, good luck in the challenge. And like, good luck for tribal and stuff like that. But apart from that, I don't think I really used it that much after that. When there were like too many people on it. Yeah. I was, 
like the very beginning of the uh, stroppy spider web just like two hello messages um, <laughs> just, you know <laughs> but that's i don't know you gotta gotta reach out to get people to respond so hmm. uh okay is, oh sorry no no go ahead we don't have to move. <laughs> go, go ahead i was gonna talk about like you could see what channel other people were in so like True. in the players yeah. like the players only or something that you could see like that they had the role in the yeah they had the role that they were in a channel so with that i kind of knew who who were the other people in the web i guess right uh yeah because i think this hmm i'm not sure if this was the first season or if we had done it in mojo desert uh where all the subchannel roles were simply a letter to mm. at least make it like you could tell somebody's in a subchannel but now you can't tell which subchannel um so yeah but but you could even still like you, you look over and like oh uh glorfindel has an n next to his name he's clearly in a sub channel mm. i wonder if he's the one that just sent that message yada 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 yeah so you could sort of piece things together that way uh so then we get to the letters and numbers reward and you so we had so at this point Nostropi's down to four people so we had two people from each tribe uh pick letters two people from each tribe pick numbers uh you ended up sitting out of this one mm -hmm. uh presumably because of time zone or i don't know if there was another reason yeah. i was just i think the challenge happened like they were we didn't really have a plan at the start and then I was just like, if no one else wants to do it, I'll just do it when I wake up tomorrow. And if everyone else does it, then I don't really care. But because I was looking at the, I was looking at the uh, previous seasons for like when the swap happened and stuff, and I saw, and like I thought it was just a normal reward challenge. So I didn't really think much about it. Right. Uh, if you had to pick, would you have preferred letters or numbers? Probably letters, because okay. I think the word un I think I'm better at word unscrambling than like the math stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I guess while you slept, um, <laughs> everybody, there was a nonogram. It was the same nonogram for both sides, and once you blacked out all the requisite spaces, you were left with letters that you had to unscramble or question marks that you had to fill in on the number side and the fastest person for each puzzle would get something and so the fastest letters finish was barker's 40 minutes and the fastest numbers finish was luke's 25 minutes and so the two of them got a month of discord nitro and then also there was a swap Ooh. and that meant that everyone who did competed in the letter side of things they're a new tribe everyone who competed in the number side of things they're a new tribe and that left the four people who sat out and because luke finished fastest out of everyone overall uh, he picked first 
of the four people who set out. He chose Dorian. Then Barker got to pick two people. He picked BBGG, you, and Greg. <laughs> and that left Link Link to go with Luke to the new Nero tribe. So you're still in Fosha. It's 50% original Fosha and then two new people from the other two tribes, which would be Barker, Crab, Greg, Glorfindel, Harpy, Reineke, and Sir R. Table. Uh, bigger tribe and more new people a couple that you do recognize from elsewhere how did you feel about the new situation it was pretty good I think I was happy that we had the uh, fourth person for original people advantage at least so and from that I think Barker I talked to the most out of those people so I was glad that we had that to go and just like as a uh, like a um, like last minute or like a emergency if all else goes wrong if all else goes wrong we just took the original tribe members mm -hmm. so, so I was happy with that and then with the other people I talked to Gloff and Table like I need them kind of so. I think that was like a good start to like an intro like that we're both from FML and that was like an easy in to talk to them as well. And then Crab was cool, but she wasn't really on. I can remember she was like she had like exams or like something like that on during that time. And she was like studying pharmacy or something. So she was like a bit in and out at the start of the tribe stuff I think and then Harpy was really talkative in the uh, tribe channel as well so I think I was really happy for that that our tribe that our second tribe was like more active than our first <laughs> tribe right yeah the uh, original Nero tribe was pretty I guess the combination of, of like Glorfin and Harpy uh, <laughs> on, the same, on the same tribe made the camp channel generally pretty active uh, which is always a nice thing. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you had the numbers um, and it seemed like you had a pretty good position and you had a pretty strong tribe, all things considered. Uh, did you, I guess, like, was there any, because the Jesus and Ace, who you had been with before, were now on the other side. Was oh, yeah. there concern about that? Were you upset? Did you fearful for them and their situation <laughs> yeah so ace was probably my closest ally at the start so i was worried about that but i was thinking hopefully they would have they would form a four with the two with shitters and trophy mm -hmm. i was kind of hoping that they would stick together and if not then then we would get revenge, I guess, by voting out one of the <laughs> Nero people on our side. Right. Fair enough. But yeah. I think Ace was the person I talked to the most, and Jesus, I didn't really talk to that much, but based on, like, the second, the rowing challenge, like, he really, like, went up my rankings based on 
how well he did in that challenge as well. Mm -hmm. Cool. Makes sense to me. Um, so, uh, brand new tribes, two tribes now, not three. And we get to the gauntlet immunity challenge. There were, so, uh, eight people in each tribe, everybody had to assign themselves or the tribe would assign them uh, a specific role. The roles were decision maker, genius, listener, rule follower, slam poet, storyteller, wild card, and champion. Uh, the only matchup that truly mattered was champion, but all the other matchups could influence the uh, champion's ability to do whatever they did. Uh, you ended up with the role of genius. Uh, was it so the the description there was you will need to understand equations. Um, was this I don't remember. Was this your choice? Did other people push you into this role, or? I think I might have just listed a few that I was comfortable with, and I was happy with. Like I didn't think it would be like super hard, like calculus or anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was confident, at least, in just, like, basic maths, my basic math skills. So I was happy with Genius, and I think, like, uh, Rule Follower or something like that as well. I think I might have listed a couple that I was happy with. And, yeah, I go put as Genius. Yeah. Um, so you were the second pair to go. Uh, Luke was the uh, submitted Genius from Nero. And... Uh, it was just uh, math equations. There was a first equation, solve for x. Second equation, plug in x, solve for y. Third equation, plug in x and y and solve for z. I posted it at 9.35 a.m., uh, which it actually works that you know both you and Luke were many hours ahead of me. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess it would have been, what, 11.30 your time, p.m.? And it was 2.30 Luke's time, PM. Uh, anyway, I posted it at 9.35. Two minutes later, you had the right answer. <laughs> and uh, which was the three variables, one to one to mm. one. Uh, so I think this was the fastest of all of the uh, gauntlet mini challenges that we did. That we did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was over Hopefully. quick. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, obviously math good. Um, though you had said before that you would have picked letters instead of numbers. Uh, mm. I don't know. Did you? Well, I guess like you did it real quick. So obviously you had very little <laughs> trouble with the equations. But you know, was it? Was there? Were there any nerves? Did you feel concerned yeah, at think, any point? Yeah, I think there were definitely nerves. Just like knowing that. It was a one-on-one -on -one challenge, and everyone else would know the results if you did well or not. But mm -hmm. I think I didn't really have too many nerves, and just you know had a pen and paper with me to get ready, and yeah, it wasn't too bad. And I saw that Luke said he was like at work or something as well, so I felt bad a bit yes. about that. Yeah, he was. Uh, he said he was on a work call, <laughs> so. Um, Sorry, Luke. <laughs> uh, so I, the other, I don't remember, because um, we, when we've done in the past, when we've had uh, 
a challenge that kind of breaks everybody into pairs across tribal lines. Um, there's usually some amount of time given that the players are unsupervised at least and can like talk outside of the challenge. I don't know if that was necessarily the case here. It looks like you guys exchanged a couple of messages, uh, but you may have, I may have locked the channel after a couple of minutes. Um, but you hadn't been with Luke before. Did it, I don't know. Did you, did this impact anything that you thought about him? Did you want to say anything more to him and like get to know him, maybe use that as a relationship down the line? Kind of. I was just trying to be nice to him. I just like trying to be nice and have like a small conversation. But when he said it was that he was at work, I was like, oh, maybe like, I don't know if I should like interrupt him and distract him while he's at work. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we didn't really talk that much. And I knew he got first in the uh, numbers, so I was like, he seems like a good player to work with in the future if we get there. Yeah. Together. Cool. Uh, so all the other matches up matchups happened, um, and so there were seven before the champion matchup, and it was a tie, three three one, with a tie for the listener challenge. Um, <laughs> did you ever did you listen to the audio clip for the listener challenge i think so once like but then after that i was like i couldn't you are listening to it but i kind of saw the answer after like before so do you, i didn't really try it out myself do you feel like with an hour you would have <laughs> been able to like brute force your way through that i think so hopefully but <laughs> It was just like changing one letter at a time until yeah. we got the answer. So I guess I understand where they're coming from. But if the other person wants to quit, then let them quit and keep going, I guess. So I'm not sure why they like decided to call it truce, a draw, I guess. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm excited to, to ask about <laughs> that. Um, yep, so... Three wins, Fosha, three wins, Nero, one draw, meant that uh, you, the champions, Glorf and Link Link, would go in equal to the final challenge. Um, one of my main... I have many regrets about the way some of these oh. <laughs> this season was handled, but one of them is the way that the champion matchup was presented because it... The problem... The I guess the main problem was that I, I don't think uh, the rules of what was happening and how it was happening were uh, well distributed across to everyone else. Um, like I, I went through the rules with Link, Link, and Glorf, and, and did what I could to make sure that they understood what was happening, but uh, they were <laughs> hidden from all the other players. So uh, when, and, and at least until at least like halfway through the challenge, so that they, um, it took. So, like, nobody really had any idea what was happening, and it was just, uh, I think it could have been handled better. Um, but, that being said... It was, oh, so it was the, like, the, we couldn't see the spreadsheet, or... You could, you as could. far as I'm aware, you could see the spreadsheet. Everyone oh. had access to that. But, only, for, for, the, for a while, only Glorf and Link Link had access to the uh, rules for how this game worked. With, oh. the, with the fire with the flamethrower challenge 
Um, so it was, so like, I was like reacting to things that were happening and like trying to provide <laughs> my own commentary as it played out. But at the same time, like the, it, in hindsight, it feels like none of the non glorf non link tribe members <laughs> understood what was really going on. Uh, so that, yeah bothers me i didn't think i really i don't think i really remember what happened as well yeah. so i might have just been asleep at that time but yeah it was it was it ended up being um fairly close and uh even um there was an opportunity for link link to win i believe on the third round mm. had she put yeah. more force into the fireball but um End of the day, Glorfindel wins immunity. Nero is heading to Tribal Council. So three immunity challenges, three wins. Fosha mm -hmm. Tribe doing very, very well for themselves. <laughs> I think I was just happy to not go to Tribal. I was just like glad that I didn't have to do that much work, I guess. <laughs> I think at the end it was a bit like I only went to one tribal before the merge, yeah. And then at the merge, I got voted out. So like, it was a bit of a like, I probably could have had more experience going to tribal. Did you? I guess like in that sense, were you? I don't know. Were you like prepared if like your tribe loses? Like, did you have an idea of like, okay, I want to reach out to x y and z i want to target so and so like were those thoughts that you were having for each challenge as in for all of them or just this, or for this one i guess or... i guess for any of them like any of the ones that you didn't end up actually going to tribal council for like did you run through the possibility of like okay if we lose this challenge you know first three things i want to do are a b and c like talk oh. to this person target this person or just you know maybe even not like that drastic just like all right i want to make sure that i feel confident and comfortable with so and so or whatever in the original tribe i think we had that four person like day one or whatever alliance so i think i would have just stuck to them if we went to tribal pre-swap and then i didn't really mind who we voted out out of jesus and Renicky. But for the swap tribe, I think I wanted to stay strong to, to stay tribe strong to the um, <laughs> original Fosha members. Because at that point, we still didn't know how the other tribe was doing. So we wanted to, like, in case, like, Ace or Cheez just got voted out, we would still have the numbers on our side. So I wanted to stay strong with the Fosha people. And... Yeah, I'm not sure. I was talking to, like, with the FML stuff, I was talking to Glorf and Table, and then Crab a bit. I think Crab was close with Barker as well, so I guess I would want to. I would have wanted to keep her. And by process of elimination, that means happy, I guess. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Good. Good. Nice to have that as a. Uh starting point for mm. when you do end, mm. end up going to tribal uh so yeah um so the other tribe goes 
to tribal council and Dorian is eliminated. Uh, and the, yeah. Which brings us to touchy subjects. Uh, really early in the season to do a touchy subjects challenge, uh, given mm. that you know some of the people in your <laughs> tribe for like three days. But we gave everybody a handful of questions. Tell us what you think about your tribe and try to see how well you know them. Um, this is a tried and true survivor challenge. They don't really do it much anymore, but uh, is this, I guess like when you see this challenge come up, is this something that you, as somebody who may be a little quieter, uh, you know, is this like, oh, people are gonna, I don't know. Did, did you have any thoughts about this challenge? I guess. Uh, I think I was just excited to see, like, if I had my, like, if I had my post, had a post on the, what everyone else was thinking, and so I was just trying to see if I, like, you could confirm some stuff mm -hmm. about how who, who people thought was like the biggest threat or whatever. So that was good. And I was just hoping to not get any of the bad stuff, right. I guess, like the the mushrooms or something like that. <laughs> like who is the most chaotic or mm, um, yeah. yeah, who would uh, use their potions for evil, mm. things like, like that. Like can't keep secret, things like that. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, as perhaps one of the more, one of the quieter people, um, your name didn't come up a lot uh ultimately you did win one question on your side which was who is the most underestimated uh glorf reineke and sir r table all put you as the most underestimated person on your tribe uh which three votes was enough crab got two table greg reineke got one each um so so everybody voted and then same question except now who do you think got the most votes each time and then we tallied everything up and uh, most points would win you got 37 points which is pretty good uh Reineke won this with 44 points which i'm <laughs> fascinated by <laughs> and yeah uh really curious to hopeful hopeful that he'll he'll do it a podcast episode because a lot of things i want to ask Ranky, but this is <laughs> this is, was a pretty shocking one to me and mm. like i could see everything so like i knew how much everybody was talking to each other and it did not feel like a challenge that was particularly well suited to to Reineke's, um to how he'd been playing but yeah you know maybe Maybe there's just a cup enough obvious ones that you just got to get lucky a couple more times and it puts you over the top. I don't know, but he wins this on your side with 44 points. I was like thinking, like, is this guy like talking? Because he didn't really talk to me that much, so I was like, is he talking to everyone else, <laughs> not me? <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it, you know, you like, man, he must know everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, Glorf gets 41 points. He finished second. Uh, table 33. Crab and Greg both got 28. Barker 27. And Harpy 
bring it up with 23 points. The maximum number of points someone on your side could have gotten was 49 points. So not like Brandicky five points off max. You just that there's more than luck there. There has to be, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh. Yeah, I guess so. So Rainicky wins on on Fosha's side. Bun wins on Nero's side. Both players get uh, a piece of information, uh, which was that the merge was going to happen with twelve players remaining. Did he tell everybody that? I think he did. Yeah, I think he told everyone in the like just in the tribe channel. Like yeah. maybe like a few hours after, maybe. Mm-hmm. But also they were like, oh sorry. No go ahead. There were like a few things that were like helpful for the game in the touchy subject stuff. Like I could see that. Um, where was it? It was like who was like leads the biggest alliance and like playing the hardest and stuff. And I saw that, like Ace and Shitters got those votes for leads the biggest alliance. So I think that was like really helpful to see what their tribe was on, and like the most chaotic or whatever was like Luke. So I think that could help a bit to see who how well like Ace and Shitters or whoever were doing was doing on the other tribe. Right. Yeah, it's. I think this is the only time we've done touchy subjects while they're before the merge, and so it's it's really mm. interesting to kind of get that insight into a group of people that you're not playing with, and yeah. not only like people who you did play with at one point. So, you know, for Ace and Cheeses, you can see like, oh, this is how everybody else is looking at them. This is how they see them, um, which is I think particularly fascinating. Yeah. Uh, did uh, so now the the information that the merge was going to happen with twelve people. There were fifteen people left in the game at this point. Um, I know. Did that? Was was that kind of your expectation? Did you? Did that surprise you or anything? A bit surprised, but with a bigger, like with eighteen people, I think it was a bit. Like, it was almost, like, it was just, like, two, three votes away. So, I think I felt happy that we were getting into the merge. And with the merge, you could talk to everyone again. So, Mm -hmm. I was happy that it was earlier, I guess, than 10 people in the other seasons. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So, the next challenge is um, the tower. Uh, we just recently did the lighthouse which was uh, basically the same thing but with updated puzzles 10 floors in the tower uh everyone would start at the bottom except for the person on each tribe that had been voted best at puzzles in the uh touchy subjects challenge which on your side was overwhelmingly glorfindel uh you voted for barker on this one Mm -hmm. I think um, just because he won the numbers one. Okay. Or the, yeah, numbers. Uh, so Glorf 
would start on floor 10. Uh, Harpy sat out for your side. And then the rest of you would start on the first floor. And then you'd solve puzzles trying to meet up together. And once you met up together and solved the final puzzle, the, you would finish the challenge. The tribe that finished first would win. Um, I don't know. Did, uh, how did you feel about these puzzles? And what would you think? I think I was really excited for this challenge and like because I think I was pretty good at puzzles and but the thing that scared me the most was like if you had like if you couldn't solve it in like an hour you would have the answer provided to you and that was just like it was crazy to me for me to think that you could spend like an hour <laughs> just doing one puzzle and you could not solve it right that would be like a nightmare <laughs> yeah uh, I'm trying to see which of them took the longest for your side as a group at least um, because all the the first four i think the third floor took you took your side about 20 minutes fit now like 10 minutes the first second and fourth floors you kind of breezed through and then the potions puzzle which was kind of the oh. I don't know. It only took you about 15 minutes. It w it took the other side about 50 minutes. Uh, oh my was, gosh. That was the big, like, this was the floor that really kind of separated who won the challenge for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you, you're the one who put in the the winning or the, the, the correct answer for this one. Do you remember mm -hmm. thinking, <laughs> working this one out in your head? <laughs> Yeah, I think it was just like, because there wasn't like a clear what the answer was in the picture. So we were just like trying random colors or things like that. And then at the end, I think it might have saw that in the first row, there was all of them were separate colors in the first row. So I thought like it would be one of each. It would be the number of each of the potions. Mm -hmm. But I think that took a really long time to work out. Like that was... <laughs> The most stressful one for me, but then the other tribe took even longer. Yeah, um, it was really. I didn't know this until I was I, until Trophy Wife told me because she she answered it correctly on their side, um, but she had told me when I talked to her that uh, that was her that was like the first thing she thought of when she saw the picture, but she thought it would be too oh easy gosh. and too simple, <laughs> and then as time was running down. She's like, well, okay, I'm just going to guess and put it in. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. And it was the right thing. Um, wow. Which. That would been crazy. Yeah, I don't know how much time that necessarily would have saved, but um, could have been a very different result. Hmm. Um, so then on sixth floor was the uh, QR code that looks like it took another like 12 so, so minutes. And then seventh floor is when you met up with Glorfindel. And this was the, oh, I forget the name of the cipher. It's um, the quartz one. Or like the... Yeah, it was quartz uh, was the right answer. And it ended up taking, I don't know, let's see. You showed up at 5.38 my time. The right answer was put in 5.50. So again, like another 12, 13 minutes or so from when you showed up. Um, mm. But yeah, the... I remember solving it like clever had us do like all these ahead of time to test them 
and like you get the like rtz letters and it's just like no Z, like this is, not, <laughs> this is not a word get out of here yeah um but yeah that was that was the last one uh you met on the seventh floor took you 63 minutes as a tribe pretty good hopefully because i was thinking like i mean at least we didn't like fail any of the puzzles so i was just happy with that at least <laughs> right uh yeah um and then yeah nero didn't fail any of the puzzles but did take a, a long time on that potions uh and so their their final time was 91 minutes and once again fosha immune i think that was like because after we started winning a lot like i think my perception like my perspective changed and people were like congratulating me for getting all the puzzles and stuff and i was like uh i don't want to be like voted out before like a scene is like a challenge threat and voted out before the merge or something like that right so i think after this challenge i was like it was like a snowball where I like wanted to keep winning so I didn't have to go to tribal. <laughs> and with that, like I kept doing well. Like I kept wanting to put more effort into challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the dilemma. Mm. Uh, Nero goes back to tribal. Luke's eliminated, uh, and now we're down to fourteen. So two people left to get voted out before the merge. And notes. The note here says that Barker and Trophy Wife gain access to the spider web around this time. No. Uh, so almost everybody, most <laughs> people have gotten it, gotten to it now. And this brings us to uh, the next challenge, which is a reward challenge, except the reward is that you get to spectate the other tribes, tribal council. So both tribes are going to tribal mm. council. And now the knowledge there is that one tribe, one person is going to be voted out from each tribe, and then there will be a merge. So this is mm. bringing it all together. And this uh, more regrets here in this <laughs> challenge. Um, curious. Oh, there, so many things went wrong here uh, in a lot of different ways. But the crux of it is that there were three rounds. Your tribe would pick a number had to be four digits long then in the second round you would be shown what the other tribe chose as their number and then you had to find seven numbers uh, i believe it was four single digit three double digit numbers they could not they could not be identical that you would provide to that other side then in the third round you'd get those seven numbers and have to construct a math equation using all of them to get to your target number from the first round uh i feel like it sounds really complicated when i try to explain it but I don't know. In my head, it, it makes sense. Maybe it is. Maybe understand, everyone understands it. Anyway, uh, so my my hope was I, I wanted to finish this challenge the day that I posted it. Um, and because it's a round by round thing, like, all right, as soon as I posted it, like, all right, you can do your first round whenever you're ready. Um, I, there was a time, timer on each round. So, uh, you know, once that runs your round first round was done then you can do your second round whenever you're ready and then you can do the third round whenever you're ready and so on um but that is where the difficulties started 
with was scheduling because everyone i mean of course like everyone wants to have the best people possible available to run the challenge uh and that because fosha had to sit people out it was a more it was more of an issue for your side because well if you're doing it at this time then these people are sitting out if you're doing it at that time then these people are sitting it out and that became a thing because the schedule kept getting changed and then people who were already officially sitting out could have been there and people who weren't sitting out couldn't be there and that became an issue um uh i did you were you one of the ones that sat out or did you participate in this one uh i participated okay so i think yeah <laughs> all right so i guess i i don't know like i guess firstly how did you feel about this challenge and then we can get into some of the other elements of it <laughs> <laughs> i was pretty confident in this challenge because there's a tv show in australia which is called letters and numbers which as i think it's called countdown in the uk which basically has this format so like you pick like some small numbers some big numbers and then you solve uh you solve it to get the target number mm -hmm. so i was like looking through some clips on youtube to see how, what their strategy or whatever was nice so i think i was kind of confident that i would do well but you never know with numbers and stuff especially like depends because it also depends on what number the other tribe gives you mm -hmm. yeah uh so your number your tribe's number was 5000 was the number that you decided on and the seven numbers that you were given to get to 5000 were 1378367617373 and how we set up the last round was i think you had like 30 minutes of a window uh, when you were ready you could lock in your equation and it, the way it, way it was set up was the closer you got to your target number the better but if there was a tie it would go to time and so basically so if both tribes could hit their target number perfectly we needed a way to break that and whoever got there fastest won uh pretty straightforward and so a big part of this was that there were a lot of and, and i'll admit that i, I don't remember exactly the sequence of events uh you know 11 months later <laughs> but uh, best i can recollect um was that i had said something to the effect of you know nero's going to do it at this time uh and all right something like that and so fosha scheduled things around that time and then that yeah became not the case for Nero because th things changed for them. <laughs> and so it threw off Fosha and it, uh, and then that became, uh, it kind of just kind of spiraled <laughs> out of there. Um, what, I guess, and I, I don't want to like make this all about like, um, the, uh, the arguing back and forth between, me and and rff uh but i guess from your perspective when you see something like this happening to some but to a different player than you like i don't know like what do you think about how it 
looks and like what it could mean for the way that player is perceived or anything like that? Yeah, I think definitely it made him look not that good because like when I was talking to him before, like just talking in DMs and stuff, he was, I think I could tell he was just like playing, like he wasn't really like trying to be like nice to everyone in like a survivor way to like make friends with everyone and work with everyone. He was just like being himself (laughs) most of the time. I think so and then he's like his reasons were like family related and stuff like that so I could understand that but yeah it was just not a good look I guess to see him arguing in front with like everyone out there especially like I think Crab was like really annoyed with him like and that's what why she wanted to get him out or something like that maybe yeah yeah, but I think uh, I could, I could just, I could understand from like the family and like the schedule perspective, but it just wasn't a good look. Yeah, it, uh, I was just like trying to stay out of it most of the time. <laughs> right, I think that generally it was very, very much what a lot of people on on that tribe were trying to do, because mm-hmm. I, I seem to remember like most people took to airing their their thoughts about what was happening uh, in their confessionals. Uh, I know Crab certainly did. I know I think Harpy did as well. Um, but yeah, it uh, it sucked, right? Like <laughs> I, you know, I I don't. It kind of I remember it's it felt similar to to my interactions with um, with Jack back in Discordia about the advantage that he had that I kept not using over and over again, and like you know, I'd be like, oh shit, I forgot. I'll do it again. I'll do it next time. Oh shit, I forgot. I'll do it next time. And, uh, you know, and he, you know, he at that time was like, you know, this is, this is bullshit. Like, like I did a thing, give me my thing. Like you keep messing it up for me. And I like, I agree. I agree with him that I did. And I'm sure if, and when I talk to Glorfindel, I will probably mostly agree with, with the way he interpreted these <laughs> events, but it just, I don't know. It just it just was how how things shook out. Unfortunately, that it became contentious. Mm. Um, I mean, so was he like? I guess you know him better, kind of. But like, yeah. is that just how he is? <laughs> I'm not trying to be like. Uh, no, I mean, I, I certainly knew. I guess of everybody who played this season, I'm sure I, I knew him better than the rest um going into it but he's uh he's a very opinionated individual but i would also say you know he's usually a very cool-headed opinionated individual i would go so far um but every once in a while uh it it can it can be more than that and i and i think it depends on the circumstances um there's really usually not as it's usually not likely that you're going to get this get very heated over you know mm-hmm. box office numbers the same way um, <laughs> that you would you know time with your family and and so on mm. uh so and and on top of that like he and i had our own history related to alliance prior to dark far starting so 
there was some, there was extra baggage to to this than like what was just happening perhaps i don't know if that's how he'll see it but i don't know um so uh yeah uh <laughs> so there was there was that happening while the challenge was trying to go on and uh eventually i think you all set up to go at 10 o'clock our time which would have been noon your time i think so i think i had like yeah i had like classes going on or something but (laughs) um so i guess so so for this final round like what was your plan to we're gonna solve for we're i guess if you had been doing this on your own would you have stopped before getting the perfect target no i probably would have just kept going until i got the number but i was also i think i was also a bit confused like the rules and stuff because when they got when barker got 5001 and then everyone was just like oh that's great let's submit it and then i didn't really know like why like why are we submitting right away but so i was a bit confused on that but if we were both going to travel i didn't really mind that much like right. yeah if we want to know kind of <laughs> kind of and i don't think yeah i don't think i don't really know like the strategy like i didn't really plan that much on like the strategy and like picking the numbers and stuff like that i just went with the flow so i was just like if that's what we want to submit then <laughs> i don't mind <laughs> yeah uh it looks like you started at 1003 Barker submits the formula that gets you to 5001 like a couple minutes after that. Uh, it's like Doves is the first one to say you should submit it. Um, and then Doves submits it at 10.08. So it was like five minutes. It took you like five minutes. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so you were one one number off which seems pretty good. Uh, basically, they had to, <laughs> I guess, to kind of tie this into a quote from uh, from Mojo Desert, like they'd have to be pretty much perfect to beat you. <laughs> and they were. Uh, it took them longer, and they had their own issues going on <laughs> that I oh. kept messing up. Um, but eventually, they were able to get the correct seven digits the correct target number and uh find a formula that got them to be to be perfect um Mm. and so the only challenge that fosha loses doesn't really matter because everyone's going to tribal council uh so you you guys would go the next day and nero tribe would get to watch tribal council channel uh so you had said before that process of elimination, your target would have been presumably Harpy, but now you actually have to like have those conversations. So <laughs> yeah, how did things change from that point? I think the first thing that happened was, well, maybe not the first thing, but there were, uh, Crab and Barker were talking about how they wanted to get out Glorf or something like that. And so... I didn't really want to get him out because it was 
I mean, I was talking to him a lot, and he was telling me some idle stuff. So I knew that if they wanted to vote for Glorf, they would need my vote, I think, because it was it would have been Krabaka, and then I think Renicky and Greg, and then they would need my vote to make it a five-three instead of a four-four. So. I think that was one of the main things that started like this whole Glorf and me, or like me allied with Glorf thing. So I think when Barker came to me with that, I was like, let's keep him, and like he's a strong player, let's keep him to the merge to be, for him to be like a shield and stuff. So mm-hmm. at that point, I didn't really want to vote out Glorf. And then after that, I'm not really sure, to be honest, how it ended up on Greg. But, <laughs> like, because my main thing was making sure that Ace and Cheezus was safe on the other side. So, like, if they were voted out, then I would have stuck with the original uh, Fosha tribe. But since they were safe and, like, it was the Neuros getting voted out on the other side, like, I didn't really mind that much voting out Greg or Renegade at that point. Because they didn't really talk that much either, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's just that that's that that simple. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, it can I be. Do. It can be. Because I think the main thing was like, if I wanted, if the other try, if like the uh, Barker and Crabble, whoever wanted to vote out Claw, versus me saying, let's keep him till the merge. And like if if I didn't vote with them, then it would be four four, and they wouldn't have a they wouldn't be able to vote him out. So I think after that they just after I said no to voting him out, they just went along with it mm-hmm. to vote out Greg. Yeah, uh, it it kind of I I don't really remember it. I I kind of think it ended up being something sort of along the lines of the path of least resistance almost like mm. you know you kind of mentioned like well i don't use saying that you didn't really want to vote out glorf but by that same token like i don't know that there was anybody who was really saying well we probably shouldn't vote for greg right mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know like i, I think yeah yeah because also it was like in front of the other tribe right so I don't really want to make it too chaotic or like for someone to be left out and blindsided in front of the other tribe and they'll like say something crazy in front of them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And also it was like, yeah. And it was like my first tribal as well. So <laughs> I think I was still like, just as long as it isn't me, just go with the flow for my first tribal. Even though that's like, 15 final 15 or whatever final 13 14 right yeah <laughs> yeah i guess you know in the in the in the vein of you know trying to make things simple straightforward knowing that the other tribe is watching the proceedings um mm. is there you know is is it also 
you know, no, but like having, having the knowledge that like, okay, Ace and Jesus are also watching you. Is there any kind of sense that I guess trying to balance between like, okay, I don't want to say anything because anything I say, you know, can be misconstrued or used against me and everyone can see it and all that kind <laughs> of stuff. But also a sense of like, okay, but people I may or may not want to work with when we merge, knowing that the merge is very, very soon, um, are watching this. I can't talk to them, but like I can give them maybe something subtle. And obviously like you didn't really work out a code ahead of time, but I don't know, was there any push or pull to that? Not really. I think because like I, even though I worked with them at the start, like I didn't really know where their heads was at after. So I think I just played it. I just like lay low during the tribal and just said like, you know, stuff that was like friendly, like I want to work with everyone or whatever, stuff like that. But I didn't really think about that too much. And since the Nero, the other tribe, the Neros vetted each other out, like when they had the majority and they voted each other out, like I was thinking like, oh, it's not too bad to vote out Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, Greg gets seven votes. Greg is gone, finishes in 14th. Uh, Greg's lone vote was for Harpy. Uh, Link Link gain access to the spider web. <laughs> um so just cleaning up the loose ends with the spider web and uh then you guys get a day off as nero goes to tribal council where uh, trophy wife is eliminated just before the merge and so then uh then it's then it's the merge you did it yeah. <laughs> that was definitely like a goal, I guess, that I wanted to reach to at least, like, have a chance to talk to everyone. Yeah. Um, so I guess, so so in the back, so the, the web was available from, like, day one, and, like, you found it on day, like, two or three or something like that. Um, mm. Then, but the, the, um, both the mermaid and uh, fairy cascades were available, I think, from like day two or three. Like they, they were in the game for a very long time before anyone solved them. Um, and you, I, I know you had, you had mentioned like you were a little worried about spending so much time in the sub channels very early on when you were like doing really well in the resource challenge. Uh, was that? Mm -hmm. I don't know, were you like, even at this point, you know, right around the merge time, was that something you were still like conscious of? I think because in the original tribe, there was like no one really searching for stuff. But in the soft tribe, like Glow and Harpy and like maybe Barker or something like that, like they went out a lot searching for stuff. And I think uh, Glow was the one that told me about like he told me a lot of commands and stuff that he got. So that was also part of the reason why I wanted to keep him in, like not write him out. Cause I could tell that he trusted me to tell me like some of the commands that they were getting. So I think 
in the Sob tribe, I went out a decent amount more, but I didn't really find anything too much. Because there was like, because the commands for Dark Forest were like, they were like, you had to like talk to the mermaid and talk to the fairy and stuff. So mm-hmm. that was a bit different to the other seasons. So like where you just like looked at like the last few words from the prompt or something like that. Right. So I think that was a bit harder for me to like understand. Yeah. Okay. It was because I'm I was like looking through the advantages challenge and it looks like it was I don't know, I guess I don't know what day this would have been, but probably the day before the merge that Glorf found the fairy cascade for the first time. Hmm. Um uh, I guess well Maybe two days, two days before the merge. It, no, day before, one day before the merge, because um, then the channel changes to instead of Fosha Glade, just Glade. Uh, and so, um, okay. So, I, I guess it kind of, I guess it sounds like you. Uh, how do I want to phrase this? Um, you kind of. You 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 came out of the gate fast and then realized how far ahead you were of everyone else and so slowed down to let everybody else kind of like catch up and uh hope that they'd forget how fast you were in the beginning almost does that sound fair to say (laughs) okay (laughs) kind of because i mean i was searching a bit at night but i didn't really find anything like i didn't find the fairy i didn't talk to the fairy or talk to the mermaid as well so yeah, I was just trying to, like, in the middle, like, maybe, like, day five to day uh, ten, like, ten, day eleven, stuff like that. I don't think I went out that much. So. Okay. Uh, so the merge. Um, merge feast time. And uh, it's, so it's Ace, Barker, you, Bun, Crab, Glorf, Harpy, Link, Jesus, Reineke, shitters and start table uh you eventually as a group uh decide on the tribe name greendale how do you feel about your merge tribe name uh i didn't really care that much to be honest. <laughs> like i wanted it like if i had my like if i were to choose it i think it would be something that was like thematically related but yeah. everyone else liked it so yeah <laughs> That was good enough for me. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, there's a... I, I don't remember who first suggested it, but um, frequently considered the second worst uh, <laughs> uh, tribe, merge tribe name ahead of Bioplasm. Uh, so, yeah, that is yeah. what it is. <laughs> At least they're not Bioplasm. Yes. Always have that. Always have that. Uh, so, uh, so you had been on a tribe with, let's see, five, seven of the eleven other people. So if this is the first time meeting Bun. This first time meeting uh, Link, Link. First time meeting Shitters. Um, or maybe it's eight of the eleven people. Five, six, seven. Mm. Who am I missing? Bun, Link, Link, 
shitters. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Hmm. Um, so, uh, you knew a lot of the people that were already here. Uh, I don't know, like what? How did you feel about your own position within the game at this point, and you know, from between between like having so like let's see there were five of the 12 people were original Fosha tribe members and um ace back together with ace again i don't know like were you feeling confident i think originally i was feeling pretty confident i was confident in glow uh glow throughout table and hoppy because they were like they were pretty close to each other in the Fresher tribe. And then Barker I was close with on Fresher and he was close with Crab. So I was hoping that we would be able to keep a majority, like stick with like the swap tribes. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully I could protect Ace on the other side and we would, after that, like, it would go from there, I guess, to see. Because I didn't really want to, like, plan anything out too much in the first merge, right? Because you don't know where everyone stands. Right. So I was just trying to see what everyone was thinking and go with the flow, kind of, which didn't really work out. (laughs) Well, okay, so a couple of... We got some stuff to kind of get through (laughs) before we get to Mm. the vote. Uh, So the first (laughs) of of which is uh, the challenge. Um, oh. we talk, if we talk, uh, dark forest regrets, this is another big one <laughs> in how this was designed and how it was executed. Um, and the fact, to, and the, the very idea of putting it in the same season as the resource crafting challenge also maybe not the best mm-hmm. idea, but, uh, so this challenge was, uh, um, magic mastery. Uh, it was, uh, I, in terms of like Alliance stuff, I am not one to often, you know, toot my own horn and lay claim to taking the credit to a lot of stuff. I will 100% own this challenge that I conceived (laughs) and built and executed myself. Uh, do not blame anybody but myself, but me for this challenge. (laughs) Um, but the idea here was that it's it's a fantasy season has to have some kind of magic in it that was where i started from and then the progression was okay well we're going to teach everybody how to use magic how do you do that uh you give them some basic magic commands let them practice it a few times that will open up stronger commands along the same sort of path and we ended up going with four paths of magic which were water and ice, poison and wind, holy, and protection magics. So two offensive, two defensive magics. We gave you the first four commands. And the main regret is how the challenge was explained, because (laughs) what we told you was each branch of magic, so of the four we gave you, has two pinnacles. And when you hit both of those pinnacles, you've mastered that magic branch. And um, when you do that, you'll be told. 
uh, and then the first person to master both of the offensive and or both of the defensive branches would get immunity. So there were two immune individual immunities available from this challenge. But the other part of it is that tribal council was going to happen whether anybody found them or not. So uh, all of this kind of culminated in this really this interpretation that the challenge was something that you could brute force, or at least that's what most of the people, most of the players, <laughs> yeah. how they approached it. Um, and so, uh, you know, I have StatBot is one of the bots we have in our server, and it tracks the number of messages that are sent every, all the, always throughout the season. <laughs> and uh, I think the like first day like I think I don't know what day of the week it was that this challenge started, but that day and the next day, like set records. I don't know if we'll ever match the <laughs> volume of messages that were sent those two days in Alliance ever again. Oh my gosh. It was like twenty thousand messages like on the server, <laughs> which is insane. Insane. Like that's more messages in those each day, like twenty thousand messages, than we had in the <laughs> entirety of the lounge last season. Like, no. Oh my gosh. Um and so what was really happening <laughs> was you would use the, like the first water spell was Dows. You'd use Dows. It'd give you a response. You'd go up from like level zero to level one of that magic. And then uh, in the rules, I said, each spell has its own cooldown. Practice takes time. Using the spell before the cooldown ends will have no effect. So you use Dows, you get a response. And then some amount of minutes later, you could use it again and you'd get another response. Uh, I don't know if I, 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 I guess I generally genuinely don't know where the breakdown in the communication was. So I guess I'm going to ask you like, how did you interpret this challenge and what, and it, I guess at what point did it break you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it actually broke me that much. It was just like <laughs> going to sleep. That was the problem, but because when I first read it, I saw that there was a cooldown and stuff, and there were nine players. The challenge will be active as long as there are nine players left in the game. So I, I understood that, but mm. I don't think other people did. But, <laughs> but, and then I saw when I, I think I was asleep when the challenge first posted. But then I, when I woke up, I saw everyone was just like spamming <laughs> the commands. And I was like confused, like why would you spam it if there's a cooldown, and it wasn't working and stuff like that. So I think I understood pretty early on, but it was just like other people's what other people were thinking that made me think something else. Right. Originally, is yeah, I think the nine plays when nine plays were left in the game. That was like the biggest thing that could tell you that it would take a long time. Right. Yes. Because there wasn't really, like, you didn't say, like, how many spells you had to learn to get to the end or something like that. So I think for me, that was, like, the hardest part of the challenge. Like, the most, the thing that broke me the most, I guess, was not knowing where the end, how long till the end was. Mm -hmm. That would be like, I was being 12 hours and I still don't know how long to go. And so you have to plan for tribal and stuff. And all that as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it sucks. I like 
on the it, and like this is where like my I, I kind of fight myself over this part of it which is like i feel like i read the rules and i feel okay i feel fairly confident that like i explained everything the way i wanted to but then <laughs> when it gets executed and you see and like within the first like 20 minutes like every like i'm saying to myself like okay everybody's wasting their time <laughs> everybody is like going to burn themselves out and it's going to kill them like three hours into this let alone three days into this if it's still going then <laughs> but i i guess like it's the you know i don't know it's kind of similar going like I so we didn't really talk about like the yellow boat situation with with crab but like it was it's kind of similar to that like how long do i wait before i tell her or like inform her that maybe she should try something different maybe she's looking at the wrong boat mm. how many times do i let her flounder like do i let her go until you know they sink or whatever the case um and i think that time like i'm you know, it does it make sense to wait until it feels like they can't win? Because then, like, why tell them at that point anyway if they're just they're still going to lose? Uh, and so that's a I, I don't know I, that's something I struggled with there, and I think I struggled with it here too. And I don't think I did I don't know if I just necessarily did the right thing in either case, but um, yeah, it was. I, I'm I'm going to be really upset if like I talk to everybody and everyone kind of gives me the same answer you do in that like yeah i understood it but then everybody else was spamming so i did too and that, that'll frustrate me <laughs> um but it was it was just so frustrating to watch everybody like kill themselves over this challenge some people not only were they like spamming the commands over and over again but they were also like copying and pasting this like all like 10 commands that they had access to in the same message and that doesn't work <laughs> And like people were telling them that didn't work and they're still doing it. Um, I, all these commands were set up through uh, Yagbot, uh, who I think was named Morgan in the season. And uh, she tracks every instance a command is used, even if it gives you no response because there's a cooldown in effect. She still tallies mm. them. And I looked and I calculate and I dows uh or uh the smokescreen command was used 4193 <laughs> times in the server oh my gosh there were 12 of you that merged so the the smallest that number could have been for everybody to master smokescreen was like i don't know what like 80 times give or take <laughs> uh and it was 4500 times more per person than it could oh my God. like it's just insanity um so like that that was really really sucked <laughs> to have to watch everybody like do all that um and i guess m none more so and i don't remember what branches of magic you were following i don't know if i have it here somewhere maybe i don't i saved i think it i was doing oh i think i still have my roles on the stage yeah, oh, you probably do. Yeah. Name. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, like you, uh, I think you were you were working on. Let's see, the water ice one for sure, and the, you were working on the offensive ones for the most part, I guess. I don't know. It looks like you have mastered all of them at this point, but 
that's mm. can't be true oh. you have to be missing <laughs> stuff um oh yeah you don't have any of the one of the defensive ones but i think and i think this was the case like we right before the first tribal council you were like one maybe two commands away from mass from like getting immunity oh my gosh i think uh... i don't remember precisely but i i think you were the closest of anybody um at that point i'd have to double check because you would have needed gosh i wish i i could have sworn there was like a page on the sheet that like had all this posted somewhere but if, if for the so dows would have led you to thunderstorm and blizzard which you had both of smokescreen gusts sludge fly toxic tornado you might have been missing oh, one two three four five six there should be seven so you you're missing one of the air wind ones i don't know which one um but i think it was tsunami or something because i remember i was like trying all these storm like tsunami stuff and then it didn't work. And then you came into my confessional when you woke up. And I was like, oh, this is actually the right command. And it just didn't come to you or something like that. Yes, that, that also was a problem. We had like a handful of the commands that were messed up because of like an extra space here or something there mm. that like prevented the command from firing. Um, I don't know. Maybe you weren't like the closest, but you were fairly close, I remember. Uh, when tribal was started and then everyone had to stop. <laughs> um, but then the other thing that happened <clears throat> prior to tribal council was the uh, idol. So the fourth sub channel that was included at the merge was the soul sub channel, soul of the forest, which was a big tree. And um, almost every, it seemed like everybody at one point or another got the, uh, found the command that led to what you needed to do uh, yeah. for that idol. Um, yes. I didn't think I actually knew about it because, oh, I didn't know about it until way after because it gave a message in your confessional, right? And it yeah. wasn't like in the main mm -hmm. chat. So like a lot of people were doing it and I just didn't do it because I didn't know. Because I saw it gave a response, but like there wasn't anything extra. So I think a lot of people were like, like Ace or Crab were like, oh, he's guarding it. But I actually just didn't even know about it. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was another thing I was going to, because so you got the response from Morgan at like eight in the morning. So I guess, I don't know, 10 p.m. your time, which basically said, you know, go to your camp channel between X and Y time and say exactly this. And when hmm. you say it in your camp channel, You'll get a message in your confessional, which would give you a gift. And the and the message was, hey, at Greendale, I just found an idol and put it in my bag. Which here the idea was like, okay, it was really easy to find this, but now you have to go tell everybody in your camp channel that you found an idol. Which was like the risk versus reward aspect to it. Um, mm -hmm. But like you said, like this is another, this is a point where like I remember people were calling you out for like camping in the sub channels and oh like, my gosh. like, and like, it was so, I mean, first of all, like, I think that's a silly thing to even like be upset about because what else are people going to do? But the other, other thing is like, like you said, like you just, I don't know. It's not like you're stopping them from doing anything. Um, you're just gonna, you didn't know what was happening. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. That was like when I went in, and then like all everyone like straight away went to a different place, <laughs> and then someone went invisible. That was like this is so obvious, like what everyone's doing, but like I don't know why they're trying to hide it or anything. Because like at that point, I thought I was still like pretty good with everyone in terms of like allies and stuff. So like I didn't know why they were being so like hiding everything all of a sudden. Right. So okay, so then I think I, I don't think it was everybody, but it was a solid like six or seven people uh, knew about the Patelia idol and um four o'clock shows turn, come comes around and like <laughs> the camp channel just spammed with <laughs> pings and all that stuff uh and uh you got a response a voice whispers in your head you were too slow better luck next time if there is one uh sad <laughs> um <laughs> i even see here looking in your confessional you said why is everyone spamming when each spell has a cooldown <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Surely the challenge like is people, yeah. not just to spam. And people the were spamming. Command. Yeah. And people were like spamming in the cam channel as well. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And then, so I said, like, hey, if you're, you want to ask questions about the rules, you can. And you're like, okay. And then you like ask me a few questions. And I feel like I either confirmed what you were thinking or basically, met, basically got us both to the conclusion that everybody else was uh, approaching things incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that helped with like the previous seasons as well. Or like I knew sort of how the bot worked mm -hmm. with like the cooldown and stuff. Yeah. And you you know, so you were like tracking the times for each command and then you figured out like okay, it takes this long to do it. Figured it <laughs> out. <laughs> you know. Easy. Yeah. Not well, yeah. Um so okay so all that's happening um i think i think the way i had phrased it in the command in the challenge channel was like if somebody has achieved enough to have won themselves immunity from this challenge you'll know at the start of tribal cool. and so we eventually go to uh go to tribal i think i did you know who had gotten the idol from the uh camp message I don't think he told me, but I mean, I could just see who was first, I guess. So, and then, yeah, because there was like a thing with Ace getting us something like that as well, right? Yes, the bot actually gave it to Ace first, um, but we timestamped all the messages, and Gorf's was earliest, so we gave mm. it to him instead. So I don't think he actually told me, but I was just kind of assuming, because. Obviously, you don't just go to someone and be like, I, "Like, do you have the idol or something like that?" Right. All right so, um, okay. So then, now, given this like big group of people, what? How do you? What was the strategy? How do you figure out who to vote for? Uh, you know, you can't know until you're at tribal if anybody's immune. Um, mm. Although I don't, I don't know that anybody really expected anybody to be immune <laughs> at this tribal council, mm. but because you could see like the you could see like, uh, like smoke screen V one or V two or something like that. Right. And like if they were still if they weren't at five, 
then you could tell they weren't finished yet, I guess. Yes. And everyone was still working on it, so I, I was guessing nobody found it yet. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess like it's like who were you trying to work with? You know, you end up casting your vote against Jesus. Like what? What was the plan for this vote? Uh, for me, the plan it was just to stick with the swapped tribe, or what I thought was who was with us on the swapped tribe. So Glove and uh, Harpy and Table, and then I thought Barker and Crab and Renicky was with us as well, and then I was talking with Ace kind of on the side about who to vote for and I'm not sure who like said the name first but I was just like as long as it's someone on the other soft tribe that isn't Ace who is like my closest ally on the other side then I'm fine with it because mm-hmm. I think like I definitely think that like one of the main mistakes that I made but like things that got me voted out was like I didn't talk to Ace that much after the merge happened and so they all thought that I was like really close to Gorf and stuff like that right yeah I think I think I I, I think the the way it was going to unfold was the plan was for there was like a group of eight and they would split the votes between you and Gorf four to four because mm. they wanted to vote Glorfindel out because they knew he had the idol or Ace knew because mm. like he had it taken away from him <laughs> so um, you know so that was obviously that's scary and you know if you can have the opportunity to get rid of an idol you generally try to do that but mm. then so I guess that group of eight was Ace Barker Bun Crab Link Link Jesus, Reineke, and Shitters. And oh so, yeah, and also I think Bun was also. I also thought that Bun was with us because Gorf was saying that he was close with him, close with Bun, mm-hmm. on the original tribe or something like that. Okay. And so, so then that leaves. So that's you, and Glorf, Harpy, and Dubs or Table, who are your four. And or four of the people you think you're vo- voting with, voting against Jesus, you think you have Bun, um, and I guess assume presumably like Ace as well, and like all on your side, yeah. Yeah, Bun, Ace, Barker, I think, and Renicky. I didn't really talk to that much <laughs> at all, <laughs> and then uh, Crab was like, because I knew Crab was close with Shitters. Well, knew, but like kind of knew that they were crazy shitters because they found the spider web together at the start. Mm-hmm. So I was like kind of thinking that they were a lie and I wasn't sure if which way she would go. But I knew that she was close with Barker as well. Like, because Barker was saying, like, at the start, Barker was saying, like, I want to work with Crab, but like she thinks that you're inactive or something like that. So she doesn't want to work. <laughs> she like doesn't want to work with you. So 
I was like trying to keep up a conversation with Crab, but like it didn't really go anywhere. I wasn't sure what to do. And so I think that was that time when they were assuming that I was like really close with Gwolf and stuff at that point. Right. That, yeah, that, that perception um, really sank a lot uh, of, of your game. Mm. Uh, but then, but the, the thing there is that, you know, if, if the vote goes out as intended, 4-4-4 four, four, four split, and then on the revote, Glorfindel's voted out. But yeah. that's not what happened. And <laughs> I don't precisely remember uh, the full reasons, and I guess I'll have to wait until I talk to Shitters or, or maybe like Crab or somebody like remembers. But Shitters changed his vote, and instead of voting for Glorf, he votes for you. Mm. And that is why we ended up with a 5-4-3 split at the vote instead of a 4-4-4 tie. Very sad. Yes. I guess so. But like... at least should have won. So, <laughs> so, like, he shouldn't... So that was the right thing to do, I guess. I, I guess, won. yeah. Um, I just, like... So, so, you know, you get to the merge, everybody's there, you know, that was kind of, like you had said, like, that was kind of your at least initial goal get to the merge and then mm. disaster um <laughs> i don't know what how big of a like letdown i don't know if that's the right word but i don't know like what was the initial feeling yeah i think that was really sad about that because i didn't make the jury either right Right. And so I was mostly sad that I didn't, like, that was only my second tribal. And I didn't really get to, like, experience, create experience the game, I guess, which is the voting people out part. The main thing that I think I was let down by was I didn't really talk to the other people on the other side that much, like Ace and Shitters and uh link and things like that and so like they were all assuming that i was close with Glorf, which was kind of true but i think my biggest regret i guess was not making it clear to them that i was still okay with working with them and i was mostly using Glorf as like a shield or like a you know he would tell me like idle stuff idle commands and stuff and so I didn't mind voting him out if they wanted to. Right. So I guess my biggest regret was just not making it clear. And if I made it clear, I guess I could have been not part of the split. But like I, they would have, they could have split on like Harpy or Table or something. Right. Yeah, I think there was a. I think it was it was a little bit of you know people saw you with him um maybe not you know as close as harpy was or necessarily even table but um i think and then this kind of goes back to uh you know thing we kind of been touching on throughout the whole thing which was you know you were clearly 
good at the commands, good at challenges, and I think people picked up on that. And mm. if that was, you know, no offense to Harpy Table, but like they hadn't at this point like shown themselves to be to excel at challenges in the same way, and I think that probably factored into it somewhat. You know, mm. if this person is even remotely connected to Glorf and Glorf is our target, you know, if we have to split between two people, maybe it makes more sense to target somebody who, if like this falls through and Glorf plays as idle or whatever, like, well, we can still get out a challenge thread or something like that. I, I think yeah. I remember being at least part of the conversation, if not. More. Yeah. But I was just hoping, I guess, that Baka and Ace would like protect me. <laughs> but. <laughs> Right. I guess not. Those jerks. Because uh, <laughs> I, I was looking after it and saw that they were part of the split vote on me as well. So I was like, uh. Mm. Yeah. So, I, you mentioned not making it onto the jury and um, even... What is it? I think uh, even to this point, I think you're the only person to make the merge <laughs> and not the jury so oh. far, um, which is not a fun club to be in. Yes. Uh, so that is a, but it's an interesting perspective because you got to meet everybody somewhat. Mm -hmm. Um engage in a post-merge tribal council and then you get to interact with all of the viewers um outside of the game and and kind of pick up on the perspective that everyone else has had and so oh. you know it just it, it it's it's you know the only person who got to kind of compare and contrast like okay well i saw everybody in the game uh i was with them that when they voted me out <laughs> uh <laughs> You know, I could see to some degree the dynamics that were at play in the game with everybody merged. And I can look at and see how the viewers saw those same dynamics, saw those same characters, players. And I guess, you know, like how, what was like the, you know, getting into the lounge, seeing and talking to the viewers and like what their thoughts were and how that kind of contextualized like how you had seen things from from inside the game in the same mm. same way well first of all the lounge is very nice <laughs> and they gave me a lot of hearts when i joined yes uh, and i think the main thing would be seeing i think the main thing actually that i found out after i was voted out was that like People were talking like a lot, a lot on, especially on the other tribe, on the other Nero tribe where they had to vote out people each round. Right. Like that helped them get a lot closer to each other pre after the swap. And while our, our tribe weren't really that like close, weren't really like bonded together over a vote or anything, except for that one Greg vote. Right. And I think, like, uh, Ace, like, everybody 
was not very happy with Ace, how Ace was playing. And I think I didn't really see that until after the game as well, until like, especially when like Ace and Guelph were like arguing in front of everyone and stuff like that. Right. That was like a bit, a big sour point in the game. But especially, oh yeah, and another thing was the original uh the first vote out the double tribal yes. double tri- tribal where both did the uh ranking thing <laughs> yep i definitely did not know about that and i think if i did i would not have wanted to work with him as much <laughs> why is that and it's just like a chaotic thing to do like especially like he would say stuff in tribal or like in camp that was just like really I can remember in the tribal where when the one that they voted Greg out. Um I'll try and find it. Like at the start he was like uh sorry. He says Oh my gosh, where is it? No no, he said something about like how I was really good in the game or something like that in front of everyone else. I was like, why would you say that? <laughs> um, it was... Um, I don't know what it was. It was just like... It was just like making me look really good or something. Oh, yeah. You should get to know BBGG. He'll be a part of a winning alliance. I was like, why would you <laughs> say that in front of everyone? Oh, that's like, so... So vintage Glorf. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like a bit of like a red flag, I guess. And like with the ranking thing at the original tribal, like if I knew about that and I guess like Crab or whoever, like they weren't happy or like they were like annoyed at him for doing that as well. I don't think I would have worked with him as much. Right. Mm. So... I guess then the other thing I would ask is, you know, you got the experience. Uh, you played till what was it, like 18 days. Let me see. I have the number. Yeah, 18 days that you were in the game. So almost half. Um, mm-hmm. What? How does it like feel to compare? Obviously, this isn't survivor but it tries to be as close as it can uh, when it can but like how does it compare to like what you see in the show watching people like you know i don't know i feel like everybody who watches the show like had either in some capacity either like well if i was on the island i would do x y or z or yeah yeah looks at the players and be like well why would you do that that doesn't make any sense you're dumb <laughs> like you like can't you see that so-and-so is like not going to work with you or so-and-so is against you yeah. i don't know like there's all these things that you uh you know someone the viewer looks at and is like oh it's easy i could do this and <laughs> kind of kind of mentality um yeah. that you just you don't fully grasp until you're playing something similar to that i think that even happens like after the game like after <laughs> When I was watching Summit, I was like, why are these people not talking to each other? Or like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're allied with this person, like, 
why would you not talk to them for like three days? Mm-hmm. And then I realized like that was me in my season. <laughs> right. Oh. So yeah, that was, I think the talking to people like every day and like socializing for like, and then when they had like 500 messages a day or something like that, like that wasn't a part that I was kind of ready for. Mm-hmm. And especially like, if when they're offline and you don't know if they're, or when they're online and you don't know whether they're busy or like if they're just not talking to you and not wanting to work with you. That was like a really big part that I was, that made me like paranoid and something I didn't expect, I guess. Right. Yeah, you had, um, you exchanged 1,365 DM messages during the game which for someone who was in the game for 18 days is about 75 exchanged messages per day. Um, Which ranks as like, I don't know, there's how many people? If we exclude Discordia, who didn't have on-server DMs, there there have been 80 people who've played, and that would rank as 57th. So like hardly the bottom, like definitely Mm -hmm. a, plenty of space between you and people like big al uh, <laughs> who averaged three messages per day um, oh my God. but you know certainly plenty of room upward uh, plenty of upward mobility there as well yeah um like when i saw crab have like massive confessionals like massive paragraph confessionals like oh my gosh yeah. i can't believe like, i barely did anything in the game <laughs> Yeah, well, that's another. That's funny. You you shared twenty messages with the viewers out of your confessional, which seems like a small number. Um, I mean, I guess it is a small number, but um, that's almost double the number of messages that uh, Mason shared. High seas oh. <laughs> runner-up Mason, who shared only eleven messages. Granted, one of those was like a YouTube video, but still. Mm. Um, you know, you know, it's it's all. I don't know. There's a sliding scale, and everything needs some context to surround it to fully understand like where it falls and everything. But yeah, um, especially like when you're in the game and you're like in the moment and you just don't think about yeah, of course, side stuff for sure. Um. Okay. So that I guess pretty much wraps it up um your time in dark forest uh which leads us to the next person that i'll be talking to which is sir r who is sir our table um i don't know you got a got a question i can ask him yeah so my question is uh since he was the first juror like how did he did he set the tone for how the jury was and how did he think that it changed as each player came in after they were voted out so like did he view that shitters was going to win from like after ace was voted out or did he think that like uh yeah did he think who did he think was going to win as the who did he think he was going to vote for as the as new people kept coming in and the mood in 
Ponderosa changed. I like that. That's a really good question. Or, I guess, series of questions. Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. That works. That's great. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see uh, see what he thinks. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, and I don't know. I guess, like, is there anything else we, uh, we haven't touched on that you can remember or would be worth touching on or... I don't, know. Uh, I don't think so. I'll have a look. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really read a lot of like the DMs and confessions and stuff until like oh I guess I haven't read them until after and like I after I left the after I was out of the game I only really read the challenge and tribal and like a bit of the viewers lounge but mm -hmm. it was just too raw i guess to read everyone else's stuff sure yeah How, i guess like does it well, i don't know when you, you you say it's too raw and like i i guess i know what that means but is there the thought that you don't want to you know, change how you felt during the game and what you think now? Or, or um, I don't know, does that make sense? Kind of. It was just like, because when, like, when I left the lounge and, like, I, I think I took, like, a couple of days of just not reading anything after I was read it out. And then the first thing I saw when I came back was, like, people talking about how Ace was like shooting on me, or like talking bad about me when I was already out of the game. And so when I saw that, I was like, uh, I don't want to read anything. It wasn't really about like changing my perspective. It was just like, I don't want to read people saying that they don't trust me and lying about me when I trusted them, I guess. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I can understand that for sure. Um, Maybe one day I'll read back. Like, <laughs> well, I guess like, do you do you want to be to get to a place where you want to read back, where you can read back, necessarily? I think so. It's it would be like a because I think I've read most of the other seasons, like kept up with the DMs and stuff from most of the other seasons. So. I think it would be good to just have an overall grasp of how Dark Forest went. And the podcast will definitely help with that. But, I don't know, it's just like, it's also, it's a lot of time to read all the TMs. And, yeah, so I just have to, like, take a break and, like, an emotional, like, in, it would be like an emotional, uh, yeah, it would be an emotional, it would be like an emotional toll to read in it, to read the back as well. Yeah. So it just take a lot of time. Well, I guess I can say the one nice thing is that um, Dark Forest had like half the total DM messages that High Seas had. <laughs> um, 
there's only 20, 27, 28,000 or so messages in the Dark Forest server that are DM messages, whereas High Seas just barely missed having 50,000. Oh so, my god! So yeah. <laughs> it's a not not as big a workload as it as it otherwise could have been, I guess. And that mm. given that it's the biggest cast we've had too, mm. um, so <laughs> I don't know if that makes it easier, <laughs> but just uh just some perspective, I guess. Mm. I think definitely the podcast will be like, I guess I wouldn't really have to read that much, pay as much pay as much attention if I just listen to the podcast. True. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it, it also depends on like how if everybody decides to to do it too. Because mm. I don't know, maybe they won't. <laughs> There's certainly oh. people I'm not sure will say yes or, or not. So we'll see. Hopefully. Yes, I hope so. Because I I enjoy ah. this. I. Mm. I enjoyed talking to you and hearing your thoughts and getting your perspective on things. Oh. Hopefully Luke and Dorian get back to you. Yes. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> Luke Luke, I'm fairly I'm quite confident is going to. He said he'd have time at the end of the month, so I'm gonna hold him to that. Dorian every day that goes by <laughs> less seems less and less likely. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, I guess um, it's almost time for me to go to bed and uh, the day's oh, just okay. starting for you. Mm. So um, thank you for doing this and taking the time. No worries. Thank you for having me. It was really fun to, like last night I spent like, like two, three hours just reading <laughs> through by like searching my name and seeing what people said to get ready for this. <laughs> nice. All, all good things, almost. Mm. Mostly. Mostly. Oh, there was one thing that I saw was, uh, that made me laugh the most was, a Lurker saying that I would be, I was the best bro on the cast, <laughs> for Lurker nuts. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I think that was somewhere like near the start of the viewers' lounge. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Uh. It's okay, I guess. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too negative. A connotation, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, he, he and Nux were like the first people voted out at the merge their season, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe he knew something we didn't. I don't know. <laughs> um, that's funny. Well, sir. Uh, I hope you have a good rest of your day, uh, and uh, I guess I will see you around when Nexus Park starts up. Yep, definitely. I should, I'm trying to try to be more active in the HQ, but like when I wake up, mm -hmm. a lot of talk's already died down. So I do feel bad about that, but hopefully, yeah. We just I'll try to talk more. We got to get more like Australian people into the server. <laughs> yeah. people people closer to your time zone yeah and yeah so if you have any friends <laughs> sure uh okay well sounds like a plan and uh hope to hope to see more of you i you know that actually reminds me i was thinking um the uh like i guess yesterday 
that uh you know i talked all these, i talked to like everybody or most everybody when i do these podcast episodes and um i think with the exception of the people who just like leave completely like a like a big al like a dorian like a luke mm-hmm. you know no offense luke if you listen back to this uh, <laughs> um but you know like not not only did luke like you know like you said like you aren't very active in the hq server like neither is luke i don't even know if luke's still in the hq server i think he is but you know he's not joining the new servers of the seasons so you know yeah, which yeah. is fine but you are and i feel like when i looked at this season's cast like of the people who kind of keep up with the future se- the seasons that came afterward i felt like you're the person i had the least idea of like what was going on <laughs> in your life and like having seen you send messages like i think even you know i see ace in the viewers lounge once in a while um i definitely think i saw i like rff was had a had a big fairly big presence in the summit viewers lounge i don't know if he was really in high seas much but uh so that so i was you know not to like guilt you into being more active more so (laughs) more so to say that 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 made me look forward to talking to you that much more (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, good means of waking up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, all right. Well, that was good. Have a good rest of your day. I'm sure I'll see you around. And um, farewell. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Have a good night. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that laughter, but it was Meg. <laughs> hi, Meg. <laughs> he says hi. Hi, BBGG. She says hi. <laughs> so, I think that was the biggest thing that I was uh, let down by. I guess was not being able to... Oh, hello? Yeah. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh. oh, I think one of my one of my earphones lost battery. Um, oh no! I might just change it. Is that okay? Or yeah, yeah. Can you hear me fine? Or I can hear you. Okay. Uh, give me a sec. Sorry. That's okay. Hello. Hello. Is this really bad? Is the mic okay? Or it's it's, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Yep. Sorry. Um, so where was I? Um, uh, missed missed the jury. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, wait, what was the question? It was what was I let down by? Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say something. Oh, um. <laughs> Uh, it was about, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, it was about, uh, so, oh my gosh. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. If you would like to try your hand at Alliance, our applications are always open. You can find more information by visiting allianceseasons.com. Keep your eyes peeled for upcoming announcements related to our new season, Nexus Park. And as always, have a week. So
Nothing's gone forever 